coming to you from stolen equipment and broadcasting from a pirated signal located somewhere in Southern California. This is the Danger Hour Podcast. Oh my God. is the Danger Hour Podcast, and I am your fancy host, Jamesy Poo. We will be traveling through podcast land together. That's right, you and me, and the rest. But I'm going to tell you something. If there's ever a point where you feel like maybe it's getting too much, like maybe you're getting a little scared, or the content is just a little overwhelming, or maybe you're even getting a little, your feelings hurt. You're, you're welcome to step off. You pull that little cord next to you, and I will pull over, and I will let you... Uh, we already got one. Hold on. We got one. Pull it over. And they're out. Okay. Record timing. That's fine. We don't need them anyway. Besides, you're only as strong as your weakest link. <clears throat> James, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm in a bit of a pissy mood. Surprise, surprise, James. What is it now? You discover some kind of brand new food allergy? Oh, that's fucked up. Don't do that to me. Don't do that. That is a personal attack, and I will not stand for it. You want to pull the cord and get off, James? Oh, go fuck. Don't, don't do that to me. I'm the host. I'm in charge here. Are you, James? Oh, Jesus. You know, I don't even know anymore. Anyway, the thing I'm not happy about has to do with the forecast today, because it was saying that it was going to be downpouring today the whole day all super rainy biblical proportions head for the hills right all this stuff and i was like all right that's good news it's my day off love it please rain fucking hell down upon us i would like nothing more than to sit in my dark little room here drinking my black coffee yelling into a microphone while the fucking heavens weep outside my window, knowing that I don't have to be out there at work in it. But no, I don't see any rain out there. I don't hear anything. No thunders, no lightnings. My little heart is weeping. James, that's why you're upset? You know what? It's the little things. Like your dick, James? Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's average. I also had a play date with the bearded cunt, and uh, that was canceled because of the rain. Well, I'll be honest. It was canceled because I don't like him very much, and I made up some excuse, like I couldn't go. I think what I say, my, my tennis elbow was acting up, which has nothing to do with golf. I mean, it's right there in the name, tennis elbow. So uh, he bought it, and he canceled his day off. He actually took, was going to take a day off to go golfing with me. That made me feel kind of important. I mean, on one hand, someone is using their day off to spend time with you? Or is he such a fucking loser that he's got so much time off? And why not? You know, the jury's out on that one. But, you know, that's... I was being a little... I I told a little fib. I really did have some uh, tennis elbow pain. Sorry there, bearded cunt. (laughs) Sorry to burst your bearded cunty bubble. 
Yeah, the type of work that I do, saving lives and whatnot, it really t- takes a toll on me sometimes. And uh, I had some really bad elbow pain. So, uh, yeah, had to check out of golf. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it's supposed to be raining cats and dogs out there. But look, it's perfect Scottish golfing weather. Could have been out there really enjoying ourselves, if not for the tennis level. Anyway, it's getting better, though, if you're all wondering. So, yeah, I, I, I love when I have a day off and it's downpouring. I love it because I'm thinking of all the dumb assholes that I work with out there in the pouring rain while I'm in here dry and laughing. That's mean, James. All right, well, be that as it may. All right, so I'm going to tell you something about the world we live in. You know, I am convinced it is not real. So my little, uh, my little talks here don't really mean anything anyway. Am I laughing at the poor, unfortunate, wet people out there? What about the poor, unfortunate, wet people in here, James, with you? Oh, God, you are being really weird today. Back it up. Tone it down. Maybe uh, a couple notches at least. Noted, James. Okay. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't. I don't think this world is is what we think it is. There's some weird shit going on. Have you ever thought about it? Have you taken the time? Have you taken a step back from your stupid life and thought about how weird things get sometimes? James, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, well, well, how about I just give you some examples? For one, my daughter. This is a while back. I might have even mentioned this in the show. I don't remember. This is an example, though. My daughter had this project, right, in which she had to make this, uh, it's kind of like a roller coaster model type thing, and you got to put a marble in it, and using the, the proper science, the marble should be going through the whole roller coaster from the beginning to the end. And we're talking like loop-de-loops and corkscrews and all that shit. And the marble's got to go through it. So it's, you got to use your brain and you got to use science and figure out how that can be done. Blah, blah, blah. The problem was we didn't have a marble. It's like, where the fuck? Where am I going to find a marble? It's like, <laughs> I got to go to the store and buy like a pack of, you know, 100 marbles just to use one. It's like, well, all right. And the next day at work, I just happen to fucking see a marble on the ground. Like, what? What are the odds of this? I need a marble and all of a sudden there's one laying right in front of me. And it was in a weird situation where I happened to like bend down to do something and there's a fucking marble right in front of me. Weird shit. But here's the latest one. There's always weird shit happening to me. And I talk to the wife about this and I tell her, I give her examples all the time. And then she, sometimes she'll look at me when she realizes one of these things that we've talked about. And then something will come up and she'll look at me like, what the fuck? And then it's like, yeah, you see what I mean? Here's the latest one. So I'm driving home from work uh, a few weeks ago. And I see these two women on the side of the road and they're holding a sign. And it says persimmons for sale. I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) What's persimmon? So I come home and I ask the wife, I'm like, hey, you ever heard of persimmons? What is that? And first of all, I think I was saying it wrong. I, th- I think I was saying like persimmon. What's persimmon? Like what? what? Do you mean persimmons? It's a fruit and it's it's ripe right now. They're in season. I'm like, oh. Yeah, these people were selling them. Yeah. Yeah, people sell them right now because they're in season. I'm like, okay. 
Persimmon. All right. I never heard of that. And so I'm not fucking around. The next day, we're watching a movie. And I'll tell you what movie it was because it's fucking awesome. You should watch it. It's called Pig with Nicolas Cage. It's on Hulu. Man, I really like that movie. It's uh, it's different than... Uh, it's a unique experience, man. It's not, it's not like uh, a whole lot of movies that you've seen before. And when you look at the cover of it, I was like, all right, this kind of seems like a horror type movie. Like he's a fucking maniac killer because he has like this psycho picture on it. But uh, it's, it's, it's not what it appears to be. That's all I'll say. But uh, check that out. Anyway, in the movie, it's not spoilers at all. He mentions a persimmon tree. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What are the odds of that? The next day, he's like, oh, yeah, that persimmon tree. There was a persimmon tree there when I was a kid. And I look at my wife and she's just like, oh my God. Okay, but it doesn't even stop there. The day after that, I'm at work and I park under a shade tree. I was going to take my lunch. And then all of a sudden I see a dude start walking towards me. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Why can't you, do, why, why can't you all just leave me alone? And he's getting closer and he's, he's this old Asian man, right? And he, and he motions to me. And so I roll the window down. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, uh, hello. Uh, I want to give you this gift. And he hands me, you guessed it, kiwis. No, persimmons. Like three of them. He goes, here. And I'm like, no fucking way. And he goes, uh, I have a tree. And I, I'd rather give them as gift to people till they enjoy them than them fall on the floor and go to waste. So I, I washed already for you, okay? For you. This is for you. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And then he walks away. And of course, I threw them in the trash. Oh my God, James. He went through all that trouble. And you just shit on his kind gesture. I didn't throw them in the trash. I threw them on the street after I drove away. I'm not some kind of animal. Speaking of animal, an animal will eat them. So they won't go to waste. No, I'm kidding. I brought them home and I go, look. What I was given today, wife. And she's like, oh my God. What is going on with you? I'm like, yeah, I know. What, 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 what is going on is my question to all of you. What's happening? Please tell me. Am I part of a, a, a simulation? Is, is there like a, is this like a punked thing where you're all in on it and I'm not? What's happening? This type of shit happens to me all the fucking time, dude. Is this really like the Matrix? Are we just all plugged in? Are the engineers just kind of fucking with me with this program? Now look, dude, I've, I've taken mushrooms enough times to know there's something happening out there. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm genuinely curious. Do you have the same kind of things going on? Is this stuff happening to you? <coughs> is this stuff happening to you? Would you please tell me about it if it is? Am I alone here? Am I the star of the show? Am I the main character in this movie? Is that why? Are you all just uh, <laughs> supporting roles? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Why don't you drop me a line? How would they do that, James? You can send me an email at thedangerhour at yahoo.com. That's right. You got a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. Do you got a movie recommendation? I'll watch it. Do you have a recipe? I'll make it. Do you have nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them as long as they're tastefully done. 
<laughs> I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. Speaking of my weird life, let me give you some uh, danger updates. All right, so I last spoke to you quite some time ago, I feel like, and I told you that I had plans, well, more like my hand was forced, to make a Thanksgiving turkey. Deep frying the turkey, I might add. That's why my services were uh, not requested. They were kind of forced. But so then I get a little bit nervous, like, oh, great. There's a lot of pressure. I'm supposed to go to the in-laws house and uh, there's a lot of brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws. Like, what if I fucking ruin this thing? (laughs) What if I ruin Thanksgiving? It's all in my hands. Did you wash your hands, James? Yes, yes, yes. Although it doesn't matter because uh, that high temperature will definitely kill all the germs. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So... I didn't even do anything to prepare the bird, so this wasn't my whole show. All I was going to do was cook it. So if it didn't taste very flavorful, that's not on me, which is some pressure relieved. So let's cut to the day of, right? Thanksgiving times. I go to the in-laws house, and the bird was in a brine, like in this liquid, right? Sitting in there for a couple days. Now, at this point, I had only ever done one turkey before. And I did it myself, and I injected it with the uh, buttery things, the butter injections, and I did a dry rub. But so this was different. I'm like, all right, well, let's see how this let's see how this goes. The brine, which is like a sack of like salty, flavorful liquid, it sits in for in the fridge for a couple of days. So she takes it out, and uh, you know it has to be dried up a bit because you can't stick a wet bird in there because oil and water don't mix. And you have to know something if you're planning on deep frying a bird. I think I've already covered this, but uh, it bears repeating. The key to not burning down your house during a a deep fried turkey event is the amount of oil you've got in there, in that uh, pot there. So the one I have, it it has a max fill line. I don't go past this line. And so I just fill it to that line. It turns out from now on, I'm just going to do that because you're supposed to put the bird in and then fill the pot with water, and then uh, that'll show you how much water you need to put in there when you take the bird out. That's what you're left with. Because of, of water displacement, when you add a mass into the water, it's going to naturally rise the level of the water. Are you following along so far? Just like when you put some soda pop inside of a glass. And then you add some ice. It raises the level of the soda pop. Is this uh, is this new to anyone? I certainly hope not. So anyhow, that's how motherfuckers burn the place down. They uh, put they maybe they even drop the turkey on accident, and it falls in the oil. The oil flies out the side of the fucking pot. <laughs> and once it meets the fire, now you got a grease fire, and that's a wrap. So another tip for all use is turn off the fire when you put the bird in. Even if you do spill the oil, it won't ignite because guess what? There's no fire source. And then you can relight it afterwards. So anyway, I did have a fail though. She goes, uh, hey, the, the mother-in-law says, do you want to take some uh, something to cover the floor with when you're putting the oil in the pot? I'm like, no, not if I do it right. 
And then, of course, like a fucking moron, I'm pouring the oil into the pot (laughs) and it fucking spill. Like once I pour it in, it jumps, it like hits the bottom of the pot and then fucking plops out and then some drops hit the concrete. I'm like, ah, shit. So then we immediately move it out, way out into the dirt. We got a big yard, which is what I should have done to begin with. But like, what a fucking moron. Because I don't remember, I mean, I've only done it once. So I didn't remember if I spilled any oil last time and I think I did. So uh, there, look look at that. I got some oil stains on her concrete. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Although I'm like, all right, I looked up the internet. How do you get uh, oil stains out of concrete? Well, you put some baking soda down and some, I think, laundry detergent or liquid soap detergent. And then you let it sit there and then you scrub it and it goes away. I'm not sure if it worked, though, because I, uh, I didn't wait around to find out. Anyhow. I uh, cooked the bird and it came out absolutely perfect. Oh boy, I was the hero, hero of the day. Although it could have went, uh, it could have went the other way, boys and girls. Could have backfired, but nope, came out all right. And look at me, two deep fried birds under my belt. So far, so good. And I've got a reputation growing across the lands. It was a pretty good turkey deep fryer, which I don't like, because it just is going to volunteer my services in the future. Oh boy. So anyway, I call my parents on Thanksgiving and I do not plan on visiting them because I'm selfish and I don't like traveling to multiple locations on holidays. Oh my God, James. You're one sick son of a bitch. That's not sick. It's just sad. So I call my parents and I go, hey, happy Thanksgiving. How you doing? Oh shit, you know, our, our power's out. I'm like, what do you mean your power's out? Yeah, it's been out since early this morning. Nothing. There's no power. Can't do Thanksgiving today. I was like, oh, what? I'm like, why don't you use your your, uh, your smoker outside? That's electric. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, it takes little little pellets and it's, uh, it's electric. I'm like, all right, well. Wow, okay. Yeah, I can't even watch the Raider game. God damn it. <laughs> the Raiders did play on Thanksgiving and it was a fucking awesome game, by the way. Yeah, so... uh. They had no things. They had nothing, dude. The whole time, my, my parents, the, the power came on. I think like uh, after midnight or some shit. So their whole day was ruined. And so I'm like, all right, what a what a perfect opportunity for me, for me. <laughs> so we went to their house the next day, and we had Thanksgiving with my parents the following day. Look at that! It all worked out for me. <clears throat> I hope you're thankful, James. Because to me, you sound like a selfish son of a bitch. You got two Thanksgiving, James. And your parents, they had no power. Yeah, all right. We already covered that. Anyway, uh, so while I'm there, I go, hey, uh, yeah, we deep fried our turkey yesterday and it came out really good. Oh, wow. Well, I've never had deep fried turkey. I'm like, hmm, perhaps sometime I should do it for you. Yeah, that'd be good. I want some of that deep fried turkey. And so I had the idea. Why don't I uh, put my money where my mouth is and deep fry my parents a turkey? Why not? So I invited them over last weekend. And I said, hey, uh, what if I deep fry you guys a turkey? You want to come over and hang out? Have some deep fried turkey? I'll do that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So I said, all right, just bring a 14 to 18 pound turkey. Oh my God, James. Please tell me. You did not invite your parents over so you can deep fry them a turkey and tell them to bring the turkey, James. Please tell me you're not that much of a petty son of a bitch. No, of course not. I got the turkey. 
because I'm the one that prepared it. And this time, dude, I went fucking all in. I'm going to tell you, third time is a charm because I did it uh, the last time I did like a day before or the night before Thanksgiving. And uh, like I said, the second time I didn't do it at all. It was a brine from my mother-in-law. So this time I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it two days before. Then it really marinate. So I did my dry rub and I tried a different one this time with some Creole seasoning. And oh boy, was it fucking amazing. Put that dry rub on there and I made another buttery injection concoction. Injected the shit out of it. Put it in the fridge for two days. And it came out, uh, that's the best one so far. So fucking delicious. So they came over, made them their uh, deep fried turkey and it went off without a fucking hitch. Everybody was happy. And I once again was a hero. Oh my God, James. Are you doing this just so you could be a hero? No, not at all. It's just a, uh, it's the outcome I got for doing heroic deeds. That's all. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, James. All right. All right. Yeah, everybody was like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so tasty. Your turkey is so juicy and moist. And the skin is so crispy. I'm like, yes, yeah, savor that. Savor it all did that for you i don't want to be a hero or anything but if i am as a consequence well then i'll just have to live with that oh my god james will you please move on yeah all right all right so uh let me tell you something else boys and girls something else that's happened in my life uh it turns out besides being a hero i'm a real winner oh my god let's hear the bullshit that you're gonna spill now james all right well you're gonna feel like a fool when i'm done saying this but uh the other day I was listening to the radio while I'm at work, saving lives and whatnot, patrolling the gritty streets. And uh, there was a radio show called Heidi and Frank. It's on KLOS. And at the very end of the show, they're like, oh, we still, you know, we got done with that last segment pretty quickly. So why don't we do something that we didn't have time for earlier called like uh, this day in history game or some shit in which they, it was December 3rd, so they talk about some things that have happened in the past on December 3rd, and you got to guess what the answer is. And if you are, uh, if you guess right, then you win a prize. So I call in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, every time I call a radio station, I'm like, there's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through. And then the times I do, I'm like, oh, shit, look at that. So this time I call, it rings twice, and then they answer. And they go like, hello, what's your name? And I go, James, okay, please hold. And then they put me on hold. And then the guy goes, all right, now it's time for, uh, to, ask, to, get to go to the callers to answer the question. And then the, they go, okay, caller, uh, first caller. Let's just call him uh, Dave. Dave, I'm like, fuck, should have been me. And then they go, okay, Dave, you want the music question or the sports question? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know shit about sports. I'm bad with that. Please pick the sports so that if they go to me next, I can get the music question. And he goes, oh, I'll take music. I'm like, fuck. So then they go, okay, here's your question. On this day in whatever the fuck year it was, uh, you're 16, you're beautiful, and your mind was sung by which of the Beatles? I'm like, oh, man, I can totally fucking hear it in my head. You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. It's like, first of all, it's a creepy fucking song, but I'm like, it's Ringo. It's obviously Ringo. And the guy goes, no, Paul McCartney. I'm like, you fool. Oh, no, sorry, that's incorrect. I'm like, oh, hopefully they go to me. With the what's who who's the right answer, right? That's that's one down. There's only three more choices left. And then they go, okay, no, that was Ringo Starr. I'm like, fuck. And then uh, all of a sudden, I hear it on my phone, boom, which I know means I'm on the air. And they go, all right, next caller is James. I'm like, oh, 
here we go. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Whatever the fuck I said. And then I go, all right, you're, you're getting the sports question. I'm like, oh, God damn it. So here's the fucking question, dude. And I started to panic right away. Because the question was like, all right, in this year, in our, uh, this date in 1966, this uh, professional basketball player, I'm like, fucking done. I'm done. I don't know shit about basketball. Absolutely nothing. But they go, uh, professional basketball player uh, went to UCLA and scored a record 56 points. His name was Lou Alcindor or some shit. Lou Alcindor. Uh, what did he change his name to later? I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm thinking... I have no idea. And and I'm, I'm like, all right, dude, think, think. This happened so quickly. I'm like, all this stuff went through my head. I'm like, think, 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 think. And for some reason, Jerry West came to mind. And I go, Jerry West? I go, no. He's like the logo of the of NBA or something. And I'm thinking like, no, it's got to be a black dude. Just like the Muhammad Ali thing. I, he was, uh, <laughs> his mom and him Cassius. I'm going to call him Cassius. So he was Cassius Clay. And when he became Muslim, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali, right? So I'm like, okay, it's got to be like that kind of deal. And so the only one I could think of in this short amount of fucking time that's passed is like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, he got it. I'm like, no fucking way. I don't know how I came up with it. I don't know where it came from, but it 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 came out and I fucking won. And he's like, all right. He goes, well, yeah, he had some help with that one. And I go, no, I didn't. I just had to think about it. And he's like, yeah, right. He's like, I bet someone was whispering, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then he said it, and I go, no, 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 I, I did not, and they're like, yeah, right, he cheated, <laughs> he's like, all right, so uh, he's like, what prize do you want, he goes, you want to go this Saturday to go do this and this now, I'm like, fuck, this Saturday is when I'm doing my parents' deep fried turkey, I can't do that, I can't abandon them now, he goes, or oh, do you want the Pink Floyd exhibit, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that, I'll take Pink Floyd, he's like, all right, Pink Floyd is all yours, so, so that's what I want, everybody, some tickets to the Pink Floyd exhibit in L.A., and uh, I've always, I already wanted to go see that, so um, look at me. I'm a real winner. Oh, my God. I'm a real winner. Okay, James. We'll go with that. Real winner. Congratulations, James. Thank you. Appreciate it. Speaking of winners, <clears throat> my dog, Jack, he's a real winner nowadays, everybody. He's really, uh, he's really come of age. He's really grown into his own man. And by man, I mean dog. Uh, yeah, so I was I was pretty convinced that my dog was gay. Pretty convinced because uh, the last time my female dog was in heat, she really wanted it, and this guy wanted nothing to do with her. He would uh, he would be annoyed, and then finally he would he would mount her and start pumping, but nothing was ha- like nothing would come out. The little red rocket was nowhere to be seen. I'm like, this this guy's just kind of like going through the motions. He's not uh he's not really into this at all. Now look, it could have been because he was so young. He was a puppy. He's still a puppy. He's he's uh he's coming up on a year. He's almost a year old. But I was like, yeah, I think my dog's gay. And so I was almost reassured by because the dog the female is in heat again, and he still it would go up and hump her, but nothing would come out. So, yep, that's it. Gay dog. It's a done deal. And then my wife's like, did we get a dad? Is he a dad? We're supposed to breed them and, and, and see the cute puppies. And because our neighbor wants a puppy and your mom wants a puppy, and we're supposed to and then have some to sell. And so, we got a dad. I'm like, yeah. 
Yep, we might have a dud on our hands. <laughs> and dude, I'm not kidding. Like she, the, the female is so fucking horny. She'll go up to him, and he's sitting there, and she'll uh, be like, she'll she'll get up on her back legs and and hit him in the face with her two front paws, and she'll keep doing it. Like, dude, what are you? Come on, fuck me. What are you doing? Fuck. What what are you waiting for? Will you fuck me already? Oh my god, James, you're you're getting me all hot and bothered. Hey, just relax. So uh, she kept like pouncing on his face, and then at one point. He flinched at her and like, what the fuck? And like, just kind of looked at her. And so she got all still. And then she turned her ass right in his face. Like, there it is. Get it. Get it. And he got on top of her and he's like going for her. I'm like, all right, here we go. And he's thrusting with more passion than he normally does. And I'm looking, but there's no red rocket to be found. And this proceeds to happen for days. Nothing is coming out. I'm like, all right, dude, he's got a real issue here. There's a problem. Am I supposed to go out there and help him? What do I, do, I, do I go like, you know, am I like a fluffer? Do I go get him started and then help him insert it? What, what, do I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, of course, I did nothing. And then yesterday, the wife sends me a photo. Like, oh, you know, he finally got on. You know, he finally got locked in. And they were stuck together. So, uh, I guess he, he, he finally became a man, a man dog. But these dogs have been so fucking horny this like the last handful of days, like just humping all fucking day, to the point where like they're exhausted. They're just <laughs> they just lay down and pass out. Oh boy! And then you know it's weird. It's he's so concerned for her now, and I don't know if it's because he he's he caught feelings because he's like, oh, I fucking love you, girl. Because they finally because he's finally had sex now. Or is it because it's just the hormones and the, you know, he wants to make sure that no other dogs come around and get her. He's like on extra, he's being extra attentive and next to her all the time. And it looks like he really cares for her, but it's probably, I go, hey, uh, I tell the wife, do you think if another male dog came around, he'd lose his shit and go psycho? She's like, oh yeah, probably. I got defensive, I want to fight. I was like, hmm, that'd be pretty cool. But we'll see once she's done being in heat, if he still wants anything to do with her. <laughs> So there you go, everybody. We might have a uh, Jackie boy. Might have little puppies. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Oh my god! I don't know what I'm gonna do. Hey, but I gotta be honest with you. Is this weird? I probably shouldn't be admitting this. Oh my god, James! Things are about to get juicy. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say it. Well, you have to now, James. You brought it up. Don't be a tease, asshole. All right. All right. You're right. So, I really gotta be honest with you. I mean, I really don't have to, but I will. Um, when I watch the dog, like the dog thrusting, I kind of get a little turned on. Oh my god, James, that's disgusting. I don't mean like I'm getting horny for the dog. I just mean seeing the act kind of gets me in the mood myself. Like I think I want to do that. <laughs> and I told the wife, like, hey, uh. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something. Like when I when I see him like really going to town, really really thrusting, I mean, it kind of gets me in the mood. Kind of gets me going. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Wait, what about you? You're the same way, right? She goes, "No, that's weird." Oh yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
it's things like that that make me feel like a fucking creep. But you know what? I have to be my truth. I have to tell you my, my truth. I have to speak my truth. Okay. Because if I don't speak my truth, then what's the point? Uh, all right. What, what else are we doing here? Should we get into some talking shit? Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's get out of this awkward scenario here and get into some more awkward scenarios. So here's talking shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Talking shit is a segment in which I talk about shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite segment. Not really. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? All right. So this week in talking shit, I kind of hinted at it at the top of the show. That's right. It has to do with my possible gluten intolerance. Last I spoke to you, everybody, I was beginning my scientific trials in which I was experimenting. Sexually, James? No, but I'm not opposed to it. Oh, really, James? We'll talk after the show. No, we won't. No, we won't. We we will, James. Okay, all right. Uh, Remind me later. Anyway, so uh, I started my experimentations and... For like a week and a half, I think at that point when I told you, I was staying away from gluten and uh, trying to see how it worked and I was having pretty normal shits. So, um, you know, uh, how long has it been? See, I'm not going to do the math because uh, I'm, I'm not a mathematician, but it's been a while and I have to tell you, my, my studies have shown promising results. No, so I think, uh, I think it's true, everybody. I've stayed away from the glutens and... I've been shitting like a normal person. Is this what it feels like to be normal? Normal shitting. Oh, it's been so magical. It's like it's not even real. I've lived with this affliction for so fucking long. Having stomach pains and uh, having to go run to find a bathroom. It didn't happen every single day, but a lot of time it did. Most days I'd have like a weird feeling or I even stopped eating throughout the whole fucking day just so I wouldn't have any pains. And look at me. Relief. Pun intended. Uh, yeah, dude. So I've been shitting like a normal person. It's been, it's been great. But James, how do you feel not having any gluten in your life, James? Has it been rough? No. Well... You know, I, at this point, you know what? It's it's a uh, it's kind of sad, but at this point, I don't really live to eat. I just eat to live. <laughs> it's like the joy of food has been stripped from me. I don't eat stuff anymore because oh, it's so good. Oh, I want to taste that savory taste in my mouth. I heard that, James. You dirty bitch. That's not what I mean. But all right, save it for your spank bank for later. Yeah. So now it's just like all right. Well, I have to eat something, so I guess I'll just eat this. It's kind of, it does sound depressing when I say it, but it's not that bad. I'm, I think I'm just used to it. Uh, but although I did break my uh, my little gluten bullshit the other day to have some uh, pecan pie, because oh my God. Oh my God, do I love me some pecan? 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 Pecan pie. Pecan. Uh, anyway. So there it is. I, in fact, have a gluten intolerance. Oh, Jesus. Um, but I'll tell you this, uh, the other day, here's, here's some more talking shit related news. So I use a uh, butt wipes I have for years, like baby wipes for your ass. And I'll use those in the bathroom cause I want my asshole to be extra sparkly clean. And yes, I do go, uh, 
maybe sometimes two knuckles deep because like I said, sparkly clean. I want you to be able to eat off my asshole. Challenge accepted, James. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fine. I put it out there. Now I can't take it back. Okay, James. I'm looking forward to it. How about some pecan pie? No, no. Nothing nutty. (laughs) I'll get back to you on that. Uh, Okay. So anyway, I use baby butt wipes. Wipies, I call them. And uh, we have them in the bathroom. After I shit, like I said, I want to be extra sparkly clean. And I use wipies on my asshole. So this day in particular, in particular, I went to the bathroom and I noticed that the wipies were all out. So I had to go get a new pack. So I go to the area where we store our wipies and toilet papers. And I grab a new pack of wipies. And I go to the bathroom. I dig my shit. And then it's time to wipe my ass, which I do. And now it's time for the finishing touch. Mm-hmm. The extra sparkly clean wipies. I open the package and I wipe my ass. And this time it feels different than it has before. It doesn't feel like the normal feeling when I wipe my ass with wipies. It's, it's more wet and it fucking burns a bit. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I notice that I'm using alcohol wipes. Fuck! They're like sanitary wipes that I wipe my ass with. I'm like, oh shit! 75% alcohol. Now look, I know what you're thinking. Why was it burning? Well, some questions don't need any answers. But the point is, there was a little tiny burn. And I, went, I kind of freaked out. And just because it startled me. Uh, I'm not used to feeling any burning when I'm wiping my butt with my wipes. And I go, what the fuck? And I noticed, you know, the, the alcohol wipes... And I get pissed. Some fucking dummy put these wipes where we store our wipies. <laughs> and they got mixed up. So I come out of the bathroom and I'm fuming. And the wife is the first person I see. So she's the one I'm going to yell at. And I go, hey, did you put did you put the wipes away? Did you organize the wipes? She goes, I think it was one of the kids. I'm like, God damn it. What's the problem? Why are, you, why are you mad? Why are you shouting? I'm like, because I wipe my ass with alcohol wipes. And she starts fucking laughing her ass off. And then I start laughing. I'm like, it's not funny. And she's like, then why are you laughing? That's funny. And she can't stop laughing. Oh, and this is the perfect opportunity to tie in an email that I received from a listener a while back. And now this is when it's like the stars all align. And it's like, you know, the timing can't be perfect, like I said. So here, this is from listener, let's call her uh, Viv. She sent me an email, and the email says, I saw this commercial during a baseball game and thought of you, because you know, you and your shit problems. Couldn't believe it was a real commercial. <laughs> God. So she sent me the link, and uh, I'll play you the last few seconds of this thing. Listen to this. But then I found dude wipes, and now I'm always fresh and clean, even when I got to use the alley out back. It be rough on my body, but I got nothing but love for my butt. That's why I use dude wipes, brah. Only the best for my dudes and my dudettes. I quit toilet paper with dude wipes. You can too. I got next day. Oh. I quit toilet paper with dude wipes. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but, uh, you know, see what I mean? I constantly having all these shit stories and it makes people associate me with shit. When you think of shit, 
you think of James, apparently. But that's all going to change with my new lactose-free, gluten-free lifestyle. (laughs) Fucking retarded. Uh, All right. So moral of the story, everybody, is um, don't store your alcohol wipes anywhere near your butt wipes because uh, you might get burned. Oh, and this has been Talking Shit. (laughs) All right, and I think right now would be the absolute perfect time to check in with our radio affiliate to get a look at sports. K-G-A-Y. K-Gay! And now for the K-Gay Sports Report, we take you live to sports expert, Dan Drizzles. A female lacrosse player from Tufts University died during a hot dog eating contest. She choked on a hot dog. And that was your K-Gay Sports Report brought to you by Ballpark Franks. They plump when you cook them. Well, that's inappropriate. K-G-A-Y! K-Gay! And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? We find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Game of Death, playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's character of Mantis. And here it goes. That Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Mantis. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, and now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call, I Fancy That. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's wonderful. It's, I Fancy That. Fancy Alright, I fancy that is a segment in which I get to be positive for a change. Oh man, that's lovely. I get to say something nice and sweet. Something that I like. Something that I fancy. Alright, this week. Oh boy. I fancy, you know what? I fancy myself a good Western. You know that? I do. And I'm going to give you a recommendation. This, this wasn't even in my notes, but I just popped in my fancy little head. There's a movie on Netflix. It's about black people in the West. Oh my God, James. 
That's not historically accurate. Well, there were black people in the West, but this is a predominantly, this is an all black cast. And it's a Western featuring only the black peoples. And it's pretty cool. Uh, what the hell is it called? The Harder They Fall? Is that what it's called? Hold on. I should have done my due diligence. But like I said, I didn't write this down. And uh, hold on. Hold on. Just wait a second. I got time to kill anyway. What, what do you got to do? Where are you going to go? The Harder They Fall. Yeah, that's it. The Harder They Fall. It's uh, with Idris Elba. Zazie Beats. Regina King, that fella Jonathan Majors, you'll, you'll know him if you've seen him, but uh, you know what, I enjoyed that movie, it was pretty, pretty, pretty fun, pretty fun, so check it out, man, alright, so uh, speaking of westerns, I have another funny thing, you know what, uh, to, uh, to veer off the road again on a side tangent, I just recently watched Unforgiven, which is a fantastic Western, a Clint Eastwood. Do you know who that was? It's Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, Unforgiven. I recently watched it, and I really enjoy that movie. It's pretty fucking awesome. But there was one part that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, so Clint Eastwood, he uh, he's gonna leave home, and he's got two young kids, a little boy and a little girl. I mean, they're young, dude. And he tells them, he goes, "Hey." I'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> He's going to just abandon his kids. I don't know. It was a different time. But just the thought of like, they're probably what? They're, they're probably like 11, the oldest. And the other one's probably, eh, they're probably like 13 and 11 or something. I guess it's not that bad. But they look, they, I don't know, they're little kids. But it's like just the thought of leaving them home alone for weeks. And... You know, people can come by and you get a little bit of rapey, maybe. A little thievery going on. Who fucking knows? But that's a lot of trust to put in your young kids. And I guess, I mean, like I said, it's a different time. They're raised differently. They're a lot tougher back then, I guess. But uh, just like, hey, I'll be back in a few weeks. See ya. <laughs> and it's like, what are they What are they going to do? It just seems, uh, you know, the, that old expression, the devil's... Was it Idle Hands or Devil's Playground? It's like, what kind of trouble are they going to get into? Well, Paul said he'll be back in a few weeks. I guess we can get into some riffraff. I don't know. Like, it just seemed to me like you'd be bored as hell if you were a kid back then. What are you going to do? Just fucking sit around. Oh, I guess they had farm duties to do. Ah, yeah. That's a good point. I forgot about that. They had to work on the farm, so uh, they got to tend to the pigs. I'm going to tend to the pigs, Paul! I guess. Maybe I should get my kids a farm. Keep them fucking busy. Although my wife does make them do all the dishes. My wife retired from dishwashing. <laughs> and they each have their schedule. So the kids actually wash dishes and they pick up the dog shit. And they got to actually uh, scrub down the counters and, and vacuum and shit. So the wife really outsourced all of her duties. All of her wifely duties. She should be doing all this stuff. Oh my God, James. Are you saying a wife's duties are supposed to be house cleaning? Well, yeah. Obviously, I want some hot supper when I get home and a clean goddamn house. So she outsourced all the other work, which means she can really focus on her other duties. Making the dinner and pleasing her husband. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. I really hope, for your sake, James, she doesn't hear this episode. Ah, she doesn't listen. That's why I say whatever I want. That's why I don't fear any repercussions. 
You hear that, fellas? Just do a podcast where she won't listen to you because she's annoyed with you in your everyday life. So why would she take more time to listen to more of your bullshit? Then you can say whatever you want about her and she'll never know. Or you can just treat her good, James, like, like a real normal guy would do. Nah, that doesn't work for me. Anyway, moving right along. Back to Westerns. Here's what I fancy. I fancy when uh, they really show you things that you don't normally see in other Western movies. So it's about the little things that I fancy, the little details. For example, there's a movie called News of the World, which is sort of like a Western, I guess, with Tom Hanks. So in this movie, this fella travels around from town to town and people pay him to deliver the news and he tells it in a really uh, exciting way, right? He's a good storyteller. Now, I don't even know if this is like a real occupation. Did this really happen? I've never seen that before in a movie. But that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the tiny details. Uh, I did enjoy that movie. It's a little slow, but uh, I, I like. I really liked it. Anyhow, there's a there's a scene in which he's settling down for the night, and he has a little uh, a little wagon. He's uh, he's got horses pulling, and at night I've never seen this before. Like I said, maybe you have. I haven't. At night when he's making his little camp, he has a canopy extending from the the wagon, and uh, you know. I think he has it tied to a tree or some shit, but it's like, I've never seen that before. So he has his shelter and he's sleeping underneath that tarp. And uh, it's like, well, you have to know people did that, right? Of course, it sounds obvious, but I've never seen it in a movie before. I was like, all right, I see what you're doing there, Tom Hanksy. I like it. Another one is there was a movie called The Sisters Brothers, which I fucking loved. And that has with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, who's the other guy? Stepbrothers guy. John C. Riley. Uh, it's a pretty fucking awesome movie. I liked it a lot. But there's a there's a scene in which uh, Joaquin Phoenix gets so fucking shit faced. Then he's riding his horse the next day, and he's like barely conscious, and he falls off his horse. And I'm like, yes, yes. I don't think I've ever noticed that before in a, in a western. Someone's so shit faced they fall off the horse. They're always so cool, right? Yeah, I can handle my liquor. I'm a real man. But it's like you know that that's happened many times. And here it is, documented. I just fucking love it. Love all the little details. Do you notice this stuff? Nah, is it wasted on you? Probably. Most of you are probably just a bunch of dummies. Anyway, I fancy little details in Western movies. It doesn't get lost on me, everybody. I can really appreciate those little details they add. Little windows and back into the past. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next up, oh boy, oh boy. Now look, a lot of you are probably going to roll your eyes like, okay, enough already. I've heard about this. Get over it. The Beatles documentary, Get Back, done by Peter Jackson, the same fella that did Lord of the Rings. But this time, instead of a group of fellas walking through Middle Earth on an adventure to destroy a ring, we got a group of fellas that are sitting in a room on an adventure to create masterpieces. Mm-hmm. That's right, same guy, Peter Jackson. So what he did is uh, he found 60 hours of previously unreleased Beatles footage. And what he did is uh, he took it upon himself to clean it up and make it look real pretty. So he did this thing called, uh, shit, I saw it in the theater with my wife. Hold on. 
I want to give it its due. It's a World War I documentary. It's called They Shall Not Grow Old. So he took all this old footage and he added color to it and he really cleaned it up and uh, it looked pretty fucking cool and it's just like a window into the past. And he did the same kind of technology with this Beatles documentary because I've seen footage, the original footage, and it's all grainy and fucked up looking. And uh, somehow he brought it to life and it looks, it looks like modern day. It's fucking crazy. And he did some other kind of technology where he cleaned up the audio also. It makes it sound real crisp and clear. And uh, he focused on certain audio tracks and brought it to the foreground so you can really hear different like conversations. And anyway, out of this 60 hours, he put together this three-part documentary. I think it's uh, like eight hours long or something, but it's fucking fascinating. And yeah, I, you know, it might be a little too long. And if you're not a Beatles fan, you're probably like, I don't give a shit. It's fucking stupid. But if you're a Beatles fan, it's pretty incredible. And just to be like a fly in the room, a fly on the wall in the room while they're in the creative process, while they're fucking making this, these, these super famous masterpieces, I mean, that everyone fucking knows. It's a part of everyone's life. And you're sitting there in the room while some of these things are being created. And, and they're like spitballing and they're trying to figure out the lyrics and they're trying to figure out the pattern and the rhythm and, and coming up with their, other, their own little parts to add to the song. It's crazy. It's fascinating. And just to hear the dynamic of these people, because I mean, I'm a big Beatles fan, but I, I mean, I haven't really gone hardcore and try to look up all this footage and listen to all these outtakes and stuff. I haven't done that. I haven't gone that far. So to really see all this behind the scenes shit and uh, to, to see the dynamic of these real people, like, you know, you know the songs, you know the stories, but to actually see them and how they're interacting with each other and blah, 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 it's, it's incredible, man. And then to see fucking McCartney sitting there and he's fucking around and you can just see the birth of the song Get Back. It just is coming to life right in front of your eyes. It's insane. It's insane. So, uh, and then, you know, on a related note, Paul McCartney really shines in this thing. Like, he's the fucking guy. behind. He's, he's, he's the guy behind the curtain. He's the one making all the shit happen. It seems like he's the driving force behind the band. And uh, getting their asses in the gear and, you know, getting shit done. It's pretty fucking crazy to see. The guy's a full-on genius. So, uh, oh, oh. And another guy that gets his dues in this movie is a guy they call the fifth Beatle, Billy Preston. Holy fuck, is he incredible. He's the black fella they bring in. Why is it going to be black, James? Because he is. Black fella they bring in to play uh, the electric piano, and he's fucking awesome, dude. And he, he's right there jamming with them, like totally effortless, just going to town, tickling them ivories. Then he adds... He adds this beautiful layer to all this music. Like that song, it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's called Don't Let Me Down. And he plays, that is like what, what holds the whole song together. His electric piano part and, uh, you know, the rooftop concert, the whole deal. It's fucking fascinating. And a lot of it, I mean, I won't say that. Some of it is kind of boring, but even when the boring parts... I'm still, I couldn't look away. And, like the, and my wife and kids would come in the room and I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm not watching this. It's like, <laughs> be quiet. 
And the first one came out, I think, on Thanksgiving. And then the, the second part came out the next day. And the third part came out the next day. So you had to wait, right? But I came home on Thanksgiving and I started watching it that night. And it ends. And like 20 minutes later, it's going to be midnight. And the next part comes out. So I stay up and I watch that fucking thing. <laughs> I was just totally into it. I was completely fucking, my, my attention was completely fixed on that. And uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, I've probably been rambling how many minutes now already. So I can't talk about it highly enough. It was, uh, it was, it was incredible. So uh, it's on Disney Plus. And if you get an opportunity, check it out. It's, it's incredible. Nothing more to say. Except I fancy that. All right. And now. It's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fucking moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Uh, all right. The fucking moment is the opposite of fancy. It's when I get to be negative again. You thought I was going to end on a positive note. You fool. All right. So uh, fuck you. Oh, mama. Fuck you to Yoko Ono. <laughs> In the Get Back documentary. This bitch, nah, she's not as bad as you always heard she was. Because it was always like, yeah, Yoko's the reason the Beatles broke up. And then every time there's a girlfriend of friend, like, you know, that, that splits up a group of friends, it's always, all right there, Yoko, right? It's like the same old joke. Uh, she's, she's not as bad as you thought she was throughout history, well, what history painted her as. But she's still an annoying cunt. Because she fucking sits right in the middle of the room with these four geniuses. And she's just sitting there like a fucking dope. Not doing anything. It's like, what are you doing here? Why? And then she's just like flipping through magazines and uh, just looking bored as shit. And it's like, what are you What are you in the room for? Now, I, I get, you know, if you're a fan, like, of course you'd want to sit there and just soak it all up. But, you, I mean, you got to be kind of ruining the, the dynamic on some level. Did John want her there? I don't fucking know. But it just seems a little awkward. Imagine you're sitting in a room with some people and you're, you're being creative and trying to focus and, and uh, create something together. And there's just one person sitting there doing nothing. It's just going to be like a weird dynamic. I, I don't know, dude. When this podcast started years ago, we, we would have people wanting to sit in and just like hang out. And it's like, nah, no one, no one gets to sit in. <laughs> and we turn people away. It's like, no, this is our safe space. You know, we don't want anyone just sitting in here like staring at us. It's, it's going to be a weird thing. And it's going to change the dynamic in the room. So I don't know. But anyway, I, I just wanted to say a personal fuck you to Yoko. Just because like, why dude? And then, you know, they're waiting for John or what are they waiting? they're waiting for someone to show up who's late. And then like she starts joining in before they really get going. And she she's always doing the same thing. It's like, what are you fucking doing, man? You're not you're not singing. That's not music. That's bullshit. And I know she's an artist. It's her it's her style. It's her take on what she's whatever. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Yoko. Anyway. Here's my real fuck you though this week. This is going to be a dumb one. And uh, maybe I'm just missing baseball. But um, I want to say fuck you to base the MLB useless stats. Do you watch baseball? 
If you do, you undoubtedly hear this kind of bullshit. For example, last year it was, and uh, he's the second oldest manager in postseason history ever. It's like, who? Why do we need to hear that? Who gives a fuck? And the last time a player got three base hits in the same week was was in two thousand four. Oh, okay, great. Who fucking cares? And the last time a player got three hits in three games in a row was in nineteen seventy. Okay, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's always things that nobody ever gives a shit about. You know, if it's something interesting, great, by all means, say it. But it's always like these really obscure, dumb fucking stats that don't mean anything. The last time a guy played baseball on his birthday, you know, or it's like, so what? <laughs> Are you following along? Does this mean anything to you? Probably not. This is this is something for me, I think. And it's been in my notes for a long time. And uh, I just dumped it on you. So, you know, it's been, it's been coming. And uh, now it's time has arrived. So, yeah, there it is. There it is. I reached my hour, the danger hour. It's official. And I did it with a fuck you to shitty baseball stats while you're watching the games. And Yoko. Mm-hmm. We can do without both of those things in our life. To those things, I fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's going to do it. It's been just swell. A little slice of heaven on my day off with no rain. Still. Ugh, it's annoying. Right now it's about noon. The house is empty. The, the kids are at school. The wife is away. And I've been shouting like a lunatic into this microphone. It's been a couple hours. I had a positive to go take a shit. Uh, now I must tend to my dogs, just like my kids should tend to their pigs back in the old timey days. Now I gotta go tend to my animals. They're probably in the throes of passion, humping themselves to death. And uh, now I gotta take them out to go make peepees. Maybe play with them for a bit. You know, my the male dog had like some crusty fur on his underbelly. Is that vagina juice? Is it semen? I don't fucking know. I don't think I want to know, to be honest. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. It's been just swell. And as always, I leave you with the same fantastic advice, and that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. Later.